Welcome to The Giving Room with Dave and David, where we encourage remarkable generosity, from amazing stories to easy-to-understand discussions about tools for giving that may just be right for you. Hey, I'm Dave. And I'm David. And welcome to The Giving Room. We are finally delivering on a promise. Uh, Back a couple episodes ago, we talked about A Tale of Two Fields, the theology of giving away property. And so we're going to talk in a little bit more, diving into the tools for giving around property donations. Yeah, and this won't be, so in that, that was, there was a cautionary tale, and then there was like an encouraging tale. So we had a little bit of a, you know, this is really exciting, and then this is a little terrifying as far as those Bible stories. But this is really just kind of pulling back. It's not going to be like law school. We're not going to go super deep into like, you know, real property 101 or anything. But we're going to talk about how could we actually give land and all the different things, and then how, how would we do it? So grab your cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and we're going to dive in. Let's talk property. Yeah, well, and it's not just property, right? So okay. it is, it's it's real property. So we're not talking about virtual property today, real property? <laughs> you know, I knew, I just knew, I knew you were going to do that. No, we're not going into the metaverse or, or anything like that. This is, so in- <laughs> Can I donate my NFT in this episode? I'm n- someday. <laughs> it's like, we'll promise that again. <laughs> you know, in the future, we'll talk about giving in right. NFTs. Uh, but no, so when we talk about property, just from a legal perspective, there's real property, that's real estate, um, you know, or land, and we'll talk about the different things you can give in that. And then there's personal property. So it's always like real property or personal property. So when we talk about we're going to give property, mm, we are, but uh, just sort of like one type. We're laser focus in on on land and buildings and that sort of houses and that right. sort of stuff. So it's about to get real. I wonder, we're how, they, talk about real. <laughs> I wonder how they stole the word real. Like, how did they claim that? And everyone else just kind of gets shafted with... Fake. I, that, that's not the thing. Okay, we are off track here. Right. Let's not, so real property. So giving, you know, again, land, buildings, that sort well, of that's stuff. Well, that's going to be the first thing. We're talking about the types. So what are the types of real estate you can okay. give real property? Type. And then timing and tools. Those kind of go together. And it's sort of Look like. Look at that alliteration. Ti- good? Yeah, so it's so good. You type, can be a preacher. Ti- maybe. <laughs> so t- timing and tools. And then yeah. basically the timing of the gift determines the tool. So we're kind of. We'll kind of look at those together. So it's really the two things, the type and then the timing and tools do that together. So let's let's dive in first here. We're talking types of real estate. Right. Um, or types of real property. Right. Yeah, it's, sure. It means the same yeah. thing. Fair, right. It's fair. the same thing. I'm just, well, yeah. and I just wanted to kind of go run through this because, you know, the first thing a lot of people think about is, well, this is my house, right? This is where I live. It's my personal residence. Yeah. Uh, and that is definitely true. So when we get into the, the tools and the timing, um, your house, your personal residence is definitely one of those things, but it goes beyond that. I mean, and and first, when we talk about personal residence, that may be a, a house, mm-hmm. right? Or that could be a condo, right? It could be, right. you know, a piece of a house like yeah. attached to other houses, right? Um, so both of those are options. Those are two different types. Um, and then some folks have a second home or a vacation home. Um, that would count. So that's a type of real property that you could give. Uh, others have rentals and mm-hmm. that could be, you know, a house, <laughs> you know, and it could be something that's like an Airbnb or just a rental. Um, you could actually have like an apartment building or even a, you know, everything from a duplex to, you know, an, an actual building with multiple units in it. Mm-hmm. So owning that is real estate, um, or a commercial building, which is everything from, you know, a storage unit yeah. place to, you know, a factory or, you know, or even just some business building. So, um, so all of those things are different types. Um, and then in addition to that, we've got vacant lots or vacant lands. So you can just actually get, you know, land itself is, mm-hmm. is real estate. Um, and then sometimes land itself is a farm. <laughs> so that's right. that, that usually has a little bit of both, right? It may have residents on it, 
may have something like some commercial structures and also the land well, itself. And you could even donate a piece of your land. You don't have right. to donate all of it, right? Right. You could actually, yeah. you know, cut it up and give some mm-hmm. acres instead of all the acres, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really the type. So I just wanted, you know, listeners to think, okay, it's not just my house. I may mm-hmm. have other, I may have more, um, you know, and it may be something that you have more in the future, um, mm-hmm. but at least know that these are things that you could give at least considering. Well, and part of the part of the power of giving this, and I mean, I know we're going to dive into timing and tools, right? Is just real estate in general, depending on the season and the, the political climate, there can often be a lot of different tax implications with property uh, as well, right? And then these are talking major, large dollar amounts we're dealing with most of the time. Yeah. And so th- th- that's part of why considering this is so important. So let's talk a little bit, you know, we've kind of gone through the types. Let's dive a little bit into tools and timing. Yeah. Well, and, and we've, we'll just set this framework. Yeah. When we've talked about plan giving, I think in the very first episode and some of those after, we said that there's ways to give today and then there's ways to give tomorrow. And, you know, tomorrow is sometimes like tomorrow, tomorrow, but usually tomorrow is just like some point in the future. Um, and then there's a few once in a lifetime gifts. We haven't talked much about that. Yeah. Um, one of the ones in a lifetime gifts is real estate. And the only reason we talk about it that way is it's just most folks that have given real estate tend not to do it multiple times unless you happen to be, you know, you are like a developer and you have right, lots and lots right. of real estate. Yeah. Like the average person is probably giving real estate once in their lifetime. So then the question just becomes, am I going to give that today? Can I like just give it to charity today? Or am I going to do it sometime tomorrow? Again, probably way out in the future or at some point that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really the timing. And then that timing issue is going to determine the the tool that we use to to actually give it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So today, um, this is probably the easiest thing, right? And mm-hmm. this is no different than if I sold my house. It really just takes, you know, a new deed, right? Right. You just like have a new deed created, probably need a lawyer. Um, it's probably a good, good thing to do. There's sites where you can do it online, but probably need a lawyer. You know, legal descriptions, how you describe the property matters, uh, when you go to record that, that's the process mm-hmm. of taking it to the county where you live and, you know, they they accept it. So it has to, you know, be right. But it's really just a deed and you can actually just sign your house over to your favorite charity. Um, and, you know, for the charity, you, you probably have to make sure your charity is ready for that. And so this right. is sort of like the sidebar for charities. You know, you probably may want to think about getting ready for that. And what's that mean? That probably means you need some sort of a gift acceptance policy, right? That mm-hmm. says whether you can take a gift of real estate. Right. And then what are you going to do with it when you get it? You know, like, do you need it, you know, for a new building or a new site, or are you going to try and actually sell it and use the proceeds? You know, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do as a charity? Um, as a charity, you may actually also want it to, re- you know, that the donor is going to acquire, pay for a phase one environmental study. That's just sort of, we, you know, mm-hmm. was there, uh, you know, a gas station here, right, <laughs> you know, right. you know, 50 years ago. And we don't know, especially if it's a vacant land situation, just depends on where it is. Um, for, you know, residential real estate, probably not an issue for any of the other things could be an issue. Farmland for sure is an issue, uh, all the commercial things. And then, you know, maybe even an indemnification agreement. Again, this is the sidebar for the charities themselves. Like, what do you need to think about? Mm -hmm. And, and when you say indemnification, not just like liability, but sort of like the carrying costs liability. So uh, when I give my land or my house or my commercial building to charity, um, now, in most places, they'll they'll be tax exempt, so they they eventually won't pay real estate taxes. But there's a process, so they may pay a little. So you may want to say, um, donor, thank you for the building, but could you actually cover those costs, any real estate taxes that we mm-hmm. have to pay till we don't have to pay them, and then even like insurance and some of the other things. So those are just things that the charities need to think about. So one one thing, so I guess sidebar two is if you're interested in doing this donation. 
definitely talk to the charity in advance and make sure they're prepared for this kind of gift, right? Um, so you know, there's a lot of preparation here. We want to make sure that they're ready to go and have thought through all those implications. And, and a lot of charities do have an attorney who can help them through that. Um, you know, not all of them, but that is something to be, it, it, this is a more complex thing. So we want to make sure that the charity you want to give it to is ready for it. Yeah. And so they, and they would know what to do. Yeah. And most of the time it isn't going to be, we need this land for a specific, you know, new, second site or new site or mm -hmm. new home for the charity. Most of the time they're actually going to sell it. Mm -hmm. And this actually brings in some of the tax advantages, right? So when you have, um, real property that you've owned for more than a year, then, um, and when you go to sell that, there's potential capital gains tax, right? right. So, you know, if I bought it for, let's make it really easy. If I bought it for $100,000 and now, you know, it's worth, you know, $250,000, right. I'd pay tax on that $150,000 of what we'd call capital gain. Well, when I give it to the charity, I get a deduction or the $250,000 and nobody pays tax on the, right. on the capital gain. Well, especially in the last, you know, about 10, 15 years. I mean, housing, housing has just been skyrocketing nationally. I know here in Columbus, it's still going up with just the demand for housing. So you're also, you can see these property values that inflate, which could also deeply affect your capital gains taxes. Yeah, um, it's I mean, true. Especially, yeah. so whether you have, you know, family or heirs and you're just trying to, you know, do something with this property, this is, this is something to at least think mm -hmm. about. Um, but like you said, you probably have to make sure it's a charity that, you know, knows what to do with it right. and could actually process it. Yeah. Um, but, and then, and then that last piece, I said, you know, the deduction is the fair market value, um, that mm -hmm. takes a qualified appraisal and that's just a fancy term, you know, from the IRS that just says that it can't be, you know, Billy Bob's house of appraisal, or I don't know, some, <laughs> some that's really offensive. Somewhere a little bit uh, Right. Um, yeah. no offense to anybody named Billy or Bob in that <laughs> scenario, but you have to actually have somebody who, you know, does this and knows what the IRS wants when they say qualified appraisal. And it just means thorough basically. Right. Yeah. Thorough and reliable. And then that's what you would base your deduction on. Mm -hmm. um, and it's sort of your responsibility as the donor to do that. But that's how you do it. It's just a simple deed. Right. Um, not, not really hard from a tool perspective, just all these considerations. So, what are some scenarios where I should consider property donations? Like, what are the, wh why would I do that? And, and I realize, obviously, every family situation is different. Sometimes you have kids. Sometimes you don't. You know, if, if you have no one to leave it to in mind, that makes this a much more interesting yeah. scenario. But if you, even if you have kids, why, like walk me through some of these well, let scenarios. Let me give you an example. Yeah. So I actually had a, uh, this was an, an airplane ride once and I was next to this gentleman and he actually was on the board of a, of a seminary um, somewhere in the Southeast. And uh, we just started talking about different things. And, you know, he had shared that they had, um, I think it was a house somewhere uh, along the Florida panhandle. that was a vacation home. Um, and because I've done this for a really long time, I just kind of asked him, he'd, I already knew that he had some kids because we were talking about it, some adult kids. My kids weren't quite there yet at the time. And I just said, I think they had um, three, three kids. And I said, well, what, what are you going to do with that vacation home? What are you and your wife going to do with that? Are your kids interested? And he goes, well, it's really interesting. He goes, I've got, I've got one son who's been like super, super successful. They actually already have their own vacation home. They like never, ever come. And he goes, I've got one, one, one guy who would like it, but he's, never going to be able to afford it. Like he could never actually pay the real estate taxes, the upkeep. It's just never, you know, even if we helped on the, <laughs> on the back in there, it's just never going to be a thing for him. He'd end up right. losing it. And then I have another, that's just like not interested at all. Doesn't ever want to go, has no interest. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. so I got one doing their own thing, one who would like it, but can't. And, and what I found is like, that is, you, you, you have a better than 50, 50 shot that that's sort of like real for a lot of people that have right. vacation homes. Um, they, you know, even the wealthiest of families, the kids probably have their own thing. So you got this, this asset that 
nobody wants or nobody could want, right? Because of mm-hmm. the circumstances. So that's a perfect example. I actually asked him, and this is this is a great segue. You didn't even know this. Um, <laughs> one of the tomorrow gift opportunities is actually called a life estate. Okay. So you can actually kind of give it now, but keep a life estate. And that's more jargon, but it basically means I'm going to, I'm going to sign a new deed that retains a life estate. So I'm going to give it to the charity, but I'm going to say for the rest of our lives, in the case of a husband and wife, we get to live here. So we're kind of, it's kind of all of ours, right? You've right. got a, what we call a remainderman, like who gets it when you die, mm-hmm. but then you've kept it for a life estate. And I just said, have you ever thought about that? Or, you know, have you thought about actually putting it in your will or trust, you know, to just go to your seminary, you know, upon you know, upon the, the second death after right. you and your wife are both, they both passed. And he's like, no, he's like, but these are great ideas. Um, and I was like, well, do you guys have a, you know, a vice president of advancement or development? He's like, yeah, but he, and he knows all this. He's never brought the, why hasn't he told me? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. You should go fire him right now. You know, I don't, I don't, maybe not. I, I did say that, but, um, <laughs> I don't think he did, you know, so we're, we're not, but it was a good learning but, opportunity but that's, for the that's development the director. Thing, right? So there's this asset. Yeah. They don't know what to, they actually don't know what to do with it. So having the conversation shouldn't be a stressful conversation. Right. Whether you're the donor, you know, just approaching it with, you know, your favorite charity or ministry and just say, Hey, I've got this thing. Um, it's not going to go to a family or there yeah. isn't family and we need to figure out what to do with it. We'd like to still enjoy it. So maybe that is where the life estate thing works, mm-hmm. or we're just going to make sure we it's in our trust you know, to go to you, um, favorite charity whenever, mm-hmm. whenever we pass. So I think, I mean, so that's like one of the examples, yeah. um, with farms now, it's like more and more the thing, um, where, you know, either, um, I mean, a lot of times farmland's actually just being sold, right. To some right. like larger corporate farming operation. Um, but a lot of times the, the next generation isn't into farming. That's sort of like a problem for like mm-hmm. farming families. So, farmland becomes a thing. And that may actually be a case where you want to talk to a, you know, local government, even like city, county, state, and see if you could actually turn it into a preserve, right? Or there's, oh, right. there's like an organization called the Trust for Public Land. They kind of do that. They'll accept gifts and they'll like, you know, they'll turn it into like a park, you know, for the, cool. for all time. So there's lots of things to think about. Yeah. Um, and so that becomes, you know, just some of the scenarios. Well, that, and again, too, if you're, if you're, if you're converting, you know, if in an area like here, right, where there's tons of farmland being commercially developed, um, where you may decide, hey, you know, they want to turn my farm into a neighborhood. You know, I don't have to give I can give some of it and I can sell some of it. Right. I mean, that, right. that would be an option as well, where you can essentially especially we've talked a little bit about donor advised funds already. Right. You could potentially donate real estate to fund some of that. Right. Yep. And and. Kind of help me understand We talked that about scenario. National yeah. Christian Foundation, right. and um, they are a charity. You know, I think mm-hmm. we did one episode on donor advice one specifically, and one episode on them sort of as like a charity. Yeah. Um, so you can actually give them your real estate. You have to, again, work with it. You can't just like hand them the, 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 the right. done deal yeah. deed, but like work <laughs> with them on it. And uh, and then once they sell and liquidate the land, that money will end up in your donor advice fund. Then you can use that right money to support other charities. And again, you never paid capital gains tax on it. So if you did have farmland... Uh, and then it's skyrocketed in value because either the city's come into there or there's been like, you know, some large announcement of some mm-hmm. major employer manufacturer right. that's coming into the area. Yeah. Um, and, and that actually may be why you don't want to be there anymore too. Right. So it's just a chance to, you know, leverage some of that acreage for something else. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah, that's what's going on in the community I live in right now is, you know, we're this giant, you know, massive facility is coming in and all of these farmers are figuring out what are we going to do? 
um, you know, and uh, that's, it's interesting to see how that's all, you know, neighborhoods are going in. I mean, all these houses are going into commercial now. It's the, all, everything's being rezoned. I mean, it's crazy. And this is a scenario where, again, you absolutely, you can, you can sell some of it. You can donate some of it. There's a lot of options there uh, as you consider, you know, and then another example would be, I guess, downsizing, right? Would there be some examples in there where you might consider I mean, something? I mean, sometimes it just depends on if you don't need the property, you know, right. like, so I know, I mean, you know, folks that have actually bought, you know, bought their downsized house and hadn't even, you know, sold their other house yet. Right. Right. And so what are we going to do with that? Do we need the proceeds? Well, we just bought a house. We may not need it. Um, mm -hmm. but then, you know, we may. Okay. So what do we do with that house? Yeah. Um, so you could do the same thing. You could, you know, sell it. You could give it to the National Christian Foundation, um, you know, give it to your favorite charity and, and kind of work from there. Um, but I think all of those things are, are the scenario. I think when you don't have children or you've got an, you know, a second piece of property or even your main property that children couldn't be, wouldn't be interested in. Mm -hmm. And that applies to even commercial buildings. So I know, um, long time ago in Cleveland, we worked with a, a gentleman who had just sort of amassed a bunch of apartments, you know, yeah. sort of like the, you know, 10 to 20 unit apartment buildings older all across Cleveland. And, yeah. and every time there was a, like a major capital campaign, he basically just gave one of those buildings away because he didn't have any family. And it was just <laughs> a way of sort of reducing you know, his estate and like also using, you know, this asset that it, because he had them for a really long time, there yeah. would have been significant capital gains if he sold them. Um, and he didn't really need the money. So he just used it to fund um, some of the organizations that he was passionate about. So it just became a super cool thing in a way of just sort of downsizing mm -hmm. and simplifying his life. But. Well, and I know that's been a, a thing I've, I've seen. I've run into a number of, of actually River supporters recently who uh, are in the rental business. They have a lot of rental homes in a community or neighborhood, too. And that would be another piece of that where one of the guy, gentlemen I was talking to was he's like, I have 100 rentals. And it's, it's, it's overbearing. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking about selling them. And, you know, so and he was kind of batch selling them, you know, and 25 homes to this guy and, and 10 homes to this guy that were also in the rental business. And I said, have you considered donating a few of these? You know, funding, again, a charitable yeah. account for you to give over time or or maybe thinking through that option as well. It was, we had a really good conversation on that because especially if you're in that line of business, there can be some really good tax advantages. And because he was trying to figure out how to deal with all the taxes as he was yeah. buying, selling massive amounts of real estate um, as he was trying to kind of get out of the rental business uh, or reduce it significantly to only a handful of houses. Yeah. Well, and that's the point. I think, you know, even somebody who is charitably minded and, and back to the reason why we do this, right. And when right. I talk about this as a tools for giving episode, it's just a sort of, it's an issue awareness thing. We just mm -hmm. want folks to know this is actually something you could do and pretty regular people could do this. Right. Yeah. So a lot of folks have houses and there's a lot of folks who don't have kids or they have kids that have gone off to do something else doing their own thing. Um, you know, that story where, you know, my kids are already, you know, it's kind of the American dream thing, right? You want mm -hmm. your kids to be able to go do better than you. So a lot of times there isn't like a need or an interest in a family for, you know, yeah. even if it was a family home. So what do you, what do you do with it? And sometimes giving it away is a, is a great thing. If those assets aren't needed, you know, to take care of that, you know, that couple. So it's just something to think about. Awesome. Well, as we wrap things up here, anything else that we need to talk about? No, just all those different types. And then, you know, when do you want to do it? Do you want to give it now? Do you want to give it later? You know, one of the ways to do it later is just actually through your will or trust. I guess one point. So if we did do that life estate thing, which is kind of a cool thing, you know, yeah. not, not, a, not a ton of people do it. Um, when you do that, you do tie some strings around the property because the remainderman's got some interest. Uh, there's some states that have allowed for some flexibility here. So you just mm -hmm. have to kind of check where you live. Right. But generally, you couldn't refinance without the, you know, the blessing of the remainderman. You couldn't, you know, 
borrow money against it mm-hmm. generally. You could actually sell it either without the permission of the rain, remainder right. men because they think they're going to get it, right, <laughs> when, when you die. Mm-hmm. So you just got to be certain that you want to do that. Contrast it to if you did just have, you know, a gift in your will, we just have to describe it in particular. It can even just be the address and whether it's all of it or part of it. Um, you, that you can change your mind, right? Until you die, you can change your will. So that's a way to, you know, create that. And the same with your trust in the trust, you probably transfer it into the trust. So, but you're the trustee of the trust, so long as you're alive, so you can kind of do with it, whatever you want, mm-hmm. you can still sell it. You can transfer it. So there's maybe more flexibility on the will or trust thing. If it's a tomorrow gift, right. Um, but doesn't mean that the life estate's not a bad thing. Maybe the perfect well, and, scenario. Yeah, and there's probably some decent scenarios too. Again, where you're really involved in a charity and you want to make that known before you die, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's. I mean, not, not that you can still notify notify them that you're putting it in your trust, but there is a. You may want those strings attached because you care deeply. You want yeah. them to know that, and you want to partner with them on that, or even let them somewhat use it and feel like there's some ownership there, right? Yeah. Well, on the life estate thing, you actually do get a deduction. You know, if you just put it in your will or trust, there's no deduction. You know, there's an estate deduction later when you die, but you can actually get a deduction now for the life estate gift. It's basically okay. the value. It's the present value of the future gift. So, like, this is like. A little um, <laughs> geeky on the math side, but, you know, there is a deduction for it. Well, and, and again, so. you can uh, hire someone to help right. you figure out the geeky <laughs> math stuff. Um, but ultimately, the, the the goal here is to to really consider this. Because, again, like we've talked about with stocks, like we've talked about, other, there are other assets that you have that can have significant tax advantages uh, to allow you to give more. Right. rather than just giving cash. And real estate is one of those great things to do, whether it's once in a lifetime or it's an additional property you're dealing with right now. Um, those are all things you should right. you should consider uh, if you want, again, as you're trying to be generous. All right. So did we keep it real? I think we kept it real. That's really dumb. <laughs> it was, <yeah. laughs> but I, you know. Anyway, so thanks for hanging out with us here in the giving room. Again, as we talk through the type and the timing and the tools of giving real estate. And again, I hope that this has been helpful for you as you think through all these things and, and maybe even for down the road, something to consider. Or if you know someone who's battling with this right now, share this episode. And we're also happy to talk to you more. You can learn more. You can get in touch with us as well at givingroompodcast.com. Again, make sure you listen. Um, Subscribe where you listen. Make sure you like it. We do accept positive reviews as well. Uh, But also, if you're listening... Oh, you could watch us uh, at River Now on YouTube, uh, or if you're watching, you may want to consider listening. It might be a better that may be, be That may be better, actually. <laughs> uh, but we're so thankful you're hanging out with us in the giving room, and we look forward to touching base with you and, uh, and seeing you again soon. The Giving Room Podcast is brought to you by Giving Design, LLC, where we help ministries and their donors utilize planned giving to change the world. Go to givingdesign.com to learn more. As always, a huge thank you to River Radio Ministries for sponsoring and producing this podcast. Go to riverradio.com to listen or learn more.